What's going on everyone and welcome to Ramblin' Gamers episode 29. Today I'm here with Adam and today we're going to ramble on about the latest video game news. If you guys are liking this show and want to stay up to date, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Ramblin' Gamers. We've also started streaming on Twitch. You can locate our streams at twitch.tv slash Gamers. If you all are liking our content and would like to see more, please share this with a friend so we can continue to make content for everyone. But before we get into the news today, How's it going, Adam? What have you been playing? Um, I beat Bug Fables. Um, that game was good. However, it's hard for me to recommend that game to people who haven't played um, Paper Mario 64, which is what that game is like heavily, heavily after. Um, and the thing is, is like if I wasn't a huge fan of Paper Mario 64, I'd think the game was just like okay. In all honesty, like I had a lot of fun playing it and the gameplay and stuff, just because it was like more of a gameplay style that I already really liked from another game that I think is amazing. Um, but yeah, I'd say to you, if you were like interested in it, just play like Paper Mario um, mm-hmm. and not like just jump into this game because this game's like. It's okay. Like it's fun. The gameplay was fun, but um, and you know. it definitely definitely scratched that Paper Mario itch. But um, speaking of Paper Mario, though, I know we're gonna get into some rumors later, but I I've heard some rumblings of some of Paper Mario Thousand Door or Thousand Year Door, whatever the hell that game's called remake. Dude, I would scream if that was true. You know that that's like. Yeah, dude, I know that's in like your top, at least in your top 10, if not close to the top. Like, it's like games of all time. Top, top three. It's, yeah. you know, like the top three is like depending on what game I've played a hundred times that I'm playing at the moment is my favorite. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Thousand Year Door is one of those. That, that game is like front to back, just perfect. Okay. Um, what have I been playing? I haven't been playing a whole lot. Um, I played some Mario Kart with you. That was fun. We, yeah, uh, I think we had the the awakening that people are better than us. Yeah, because we, well, we played it online. Yeah, it kind of got smashed. Like, well, I think we, you may have come good. in the top five like once, um, and I didn't yeah. come in it at all. Um, but between the two of us, we we only finished last once, and that was me. Um, mm-hmm. And I got like dicked over at the very end. Actually, no, that was the race where I was just in last the whole time. Never mind, because I didn't mm-hmm. know how to drift. But yeah. Uh, I've played Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which we'll get into later. Um, and other oh, I played like some Returnal, dude. That's that game is really hard. Like I'm to the point where if I didn't take a break, I don't think I would like finish it. Yeah, are you gonna are you gonna return Returnal? I'm not gonna return it because I'm I'm I plan on going back to finish it, but like my goal was to finish it before. Mass Effect, because I know once <laughs> Mass Effect came out, I wasn't gonna like touch Returnal for a while. But yeah. now it's like I'm kind of glad I'm not touching Returnal for a while because it is really fun and I do really enjoy the game. But it's hard, mm-hmm. like like I it, <laughs> I don't know. There like sometimes you just and it's that type of game too where you just spend like a long time getting ready to like beat the like get past the room that you've been stuck on for like one or two deaths. And yeah. I was playing for like an hour and a half and I was like really confident going into that room. And like I beat what I thought was like the final thing in that room. And then like I opened a chest and like the hardest people in like this, bi- like the hardest enemies in this biome like popped out of it. 
<laughs> and just like took like all my health away that I had spent like an hour and a half. And it's like it was partly because I wasn't prepared. Like I really thought I was just going around looting the room. Mm-hmm. And then like those things came out. But like it's frustrating. The only saving grace about that game is like once you beat the boss, you don't need to beat them again. Mm-hmm. So like I, I know that because I know I'm close to the boss in this one just because I've played the other two biomes and I know like the amount of rooms I've gone through, like I'm getting close. And typically, once you beat the boss, or once you get to the boss as well, once you get to the biome it's in, you can just, like, teleport right to the boss yeah. as well. So I know if I just need to, like, power through and, like, get there, but, like, <laughs> it's hard. So, we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm going to be playing probably over 100 hours of Mass Effect within the next few weeks, so um, we'll revisit that, and I'll let everyone know how it goes. But let's get into the news. Uh, Today, Monday, May 17th, there was a Mario Golf Super Rush trailer that was dropped. Uh, It's about five minutes. You should go check it out. They showed the full roster of characters, some more of the courses, um, a little bit more in the story mode in Speed Golf, and also introduced uh, like a new game mode, which is like an arena golf thing. Um, Adam, you watched this. Are you any more excited for this game? I know you weren't like super excited for it anyways. Does this make you more excited, less excited, kind of still neutral on it? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'd say I'm neutral. The The thing I'm excited for is that this is definitely in the style of the older games. It's like you, you kind of had that like dip in quality with Mario sports games like the tennis and the golf. Um, you know, you had that dip where there was a real lack of content, um, a lack of care for the games like a like single player experiences that people were really disappointed by um and like i was never really into like these kind of games however i am i'm happy to see that there's um a lot more care being put into these games again but you're still on the fence about getting it correct i'm probably not gonna get it i'm not i'm not in the golf in general um yeah so I, I think what if they came out with like Mario Frisbee golf? Disc golf. I still probably wouldn't get it. But you'd be more likely. Maybe. <laughs> um I'd be so, I'd be more likely to go play Frisbee golf in real life. Yeah, no, I get that. Um I'm definitely more excited for it after seeing this trailer. I had just pre-ordered it when I went to pick up Mass Effect anyways. So um, I was already planning on getting this game because I've been really into Mario since I got my Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't been as much into Zelda, unfortunately. But Mario's fun, and I really like Super Mario Strikers on the Wii, which was, you know, I think a lot of people consider that to be one of the better sports games anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that people haven't been super happy with the more recent ones that have come out, specifically like Mario Tennis uh, Aces, I think that's what it's called. That That game was... Uh, reviewed and received pretty poorly but Mm -hmm. like this looks like fun like the i know you were saying like it's only six courses but like six courses if there's 18 holes is like over 100 holes there's a story mode which looks like like it'll take probably like five to ten hours to beat anyways the speed golf looks like fun and that arena golf looks like a lot of fun um so like i'm okay spending the 60 bucks on it but um they did reveal the full 16 roster of of characters adam did you feel like anyone got left out you think anyone got the short end of the stick there um obviously with mario characters you can keep going up with characters like mario kart you know you look at all the bottom of the barrel people they they pull out um 
like baby Mario and fucking stuff like that. But um I I think just like bear, you know, they got they got the essentials. Um and then they have the kind of the wild cards. Like they have King Babam from Mario 64 mm-hmm. as a character. I thought that was pretty funny. And the football player, like charging. Yeah, charging Chuck. Yeah. So yeah, those two like surprised me a little bit. I'm glad that they're including like Pauline and stuff. That's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, she's having a resurgence. Now, do you um I know you said when it came out that Mario Tennis Asus was received kind of poorly, but that game got a lot of um post-release updates with like characters and courses and stuff do you think we're going to see something like that with mario golf yeah i mean it's hard to say like i thought we were going to get that with mario party Mm -hmm. but we didn't get it um i don't know like it's it's impossible to tell with nintendo with i feel like with games like these you just need to release it with like a lot of content because Mm -hmm. the game itself is like really simple like it's golf or it's Mm -hmm. Or it's like Mario Kart, you know, it's just like very like the the gameplay mechanics are simple. And once you play it for like an hour or two, like you obviously haven't mastered it, but you like know enough about the game to like know, know what you're doing. So mm-hmm. the thing that keep like, you know, everything you need to know within like an hour or two. So the things that keep it interesting is like the content. Um, So if like the game isn't content heavy people are going to lose interest in it really fast like mar like mario party like once you and i had played and gone like played every board like two or three times like we were about done with that game you Mm -hmm. know it's still fun to play with friends and everything like that but like you're not going to return and play that like on your own no Um, and that that'll kind of be the same with uh, mario golf for me with the exception of like because it has the online play that like adds a new like uh, variable that we're like or like the single player, like I said, could take like five to ten hours. Um, if I end up playing like in, enjoying it, I could play more of it. And then like they have the the two, uh, they have speed golf and then the arena golf. Who knows how many hours I'm going to put into that? And then they just have typical online play. So they have like four different game modes in that. Where if I can get just a simple ten hours out of each one, I'm already pushing like forty hours. You know what I mean? And at that mm-hmm. point, like it's not quite our dollar to hour ratio, like one to one ratio, like we'd want. But like you, I feel like nowadays you can't be too upset about like a simple game like Mario Golf mm-hmm. getting forty hours out of it. Like I'm sure we didn't even get forty hours out of Mario Party. No. So, um, but I guess just to answer your question, um, I'm just gonna say no. <laughs> that I don't think they're gonna add any courses or anything. I don't think they'll add any more characters to it. Um, and if they do, like you said, they're just gonna be some shitters, um, <laughs> like Metal Mario or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I mean, the one thing I'll say is that like Bowser course looked cool. Yeah, it did the fire. Mm-hmm. I hope they add like a mini golf. Like, I can't believe it doesn't have like a mini golf thing. Um, previous games in this series have had some mini golf courses. I I just like that. Just seems like a like an <laughs> like you could just put like a mini golf course and then like like a customization one as well, only for the mini golf. You know, that's that's a killer right there. Mm-hmm. You know how much fun that would yeah. be? It's like playing other people's miniature golf courses or even like if they wanted to add like a like a customization thing for like a full size course, that would be fun too. But um, simply just putting in like a miniature golf course customization would be so much fun. Like I would design, I would spend like hours designing my own golf course for other people to play and like see so you can get the best score um, mm-hmm. until like someone figures out how to hack the game and 
Uh, no one has a legit score anymore, but... Dang, dude, I should work for Nintendo. <laughs> Super Mario Golf Maker. Good talk. All right, let's yeah. move on to our second story, which is just some initial thoughts on the Mass Effect remaster. Um, I know you haven't played it and probably aren't going to play it, Adam. You know, obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a lot of fun. Like, I and it's it's a little bit different for me. I can't sit here and say like how it compares to the old games because I didn't play them. But like, I believe Mass Effect one came out in like 2007 or 2008 or something like that so it's an old game but like with the with the graphical updates and everything it holds up pretty well um in my opinion and like the only thing that's a little wonky are like the mouth movements and the facial movements but other than that it's fun i really like it are you have you, have you looked at any reviews and thought about possibly going out and getting it no i was never into this game to begin with would it change your mind if I said this is the best reviewed game of this year so far? No, I, I, we talk about it a lot. I'm not into um, like shooters like this. Okay, you just walk around shooting stuff. I mean, that's not what it. That's not all it is. But oh yeah, dang man, such a downer. Sorry. How does it, how do you feel about a game a remaster being the highest reviewed game? Um, of the year is that you know rub you the wrong way or anything because it's it's not like a wasn't necessarily a creative risk or anything it was just simply a taking an already great games and just packaging them together with slight upgrades well i mean i feel like stuff like that's going to happen because you know a new game comes out and i'm not saying this is like the exact score um say um like a like a new game comes out and it's such a risk and people kind of see its flaws, but it's still a really good game. So it gets like a like a ninety ninety two on Metacritic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know like that's 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 really fucking good. But then, um, say like an old old game, say like like Ocarina of Time. Like this happens with Ocarina of Time a lot. Like yeah, that that game when it first came out got like ninety one ninety two. But since then, it's got such a legacy status where that they re-release it, and then it just gets like a hundred. Mm-hmm. You you see this with um, album reviews a lot too. If you go to like Pitchfork and look at their highest rated albums, a lot of times it's given to like re-releases, um, where like the the original scores for those albums or games would be comparable to like what like a really good score would be just in general, like a like a high 80 low 90 and then you know over time people kind of um take away flaws and are like oh it just kind of some aspects didn't age well so when they fix them with the with the remaster it gets pretty much a perfect score do, do you know what i'm saying no I'm like, I, I get I'm, what you're saying. saying it's like no it's like time age like for for art like our artwork ages like good art ages well and people like think of it to be to be better than it actually is like the beatles for example you know what i mean like people still today act like they're the most talented people to ever walk the earth Mm -hmm. Um, you know yeah but but but, yeah well you get what i'm saying with uh, Mm um Yeah, I'm not saying that's like actual numbers, especially with like new releases, because those flaws that were in the original game that led it to only getting like a 92, 93, 94 or something like that are like then fixed. 
and now mm-hmm. the game is like a per, like 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 you said like it gets a 99 or 100 or something like that mm-hmm. it's just like i wonder like because we're seeing kind of like this re- i guess we shouldn't even say like resurgence we we're seeing like we're kind of getting into that age where like some of the like best games are being like they're getting to be like too old to play and it's really hard to play them so they're getting either rebooted remastered or remade so yeah we're we're in that stage right now where we're going to you know get a lot of those i wonder how like you know like for example this year at the video game awards does this do you think that this should be like considered one of the like should it get nominated you know like this wasn't a remake by any means it was simply a remaster they took it it's on the same engine that it was made originally made on and they just like up the graphics and you know Mm-hmm. So i mean how, that, yeah how do you feel about it like being nominated like if it were to be nominated how would you feel i i feel like it could be nominated in some categories like um uh, you know they have like the sound design categories and all that and it's like not to say work like that wasn't put into these remasters and they didn't do a good job but i mean it does kind of feel weird um when these things kind of show up in game of the year mm-hmm nominations um and i not not to say it can't be nominated again that like work didn't go into it and they didn't do a good job um but then it it just feel weird if like it won you know yeah that's where i'm at too because like 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 you're saying is that the people who worked on it shouldn't be like discredited discredited because like they're working on a game that was already released like they still mm-hmm. put like hard work into it and everything, but for games to win like a game award, I feel like they need to push like the genre forward or just like mm-hmm. the medium forward. And like this this specific remaster isn't doing that. While it's a great remaster, even some reviews call it the best remaster there's like ever that we've seen. So, but like it's not a it's not really a creative risk. Like that's like you know taking the what's considered some of the best games of all time and just like putting them out there in their original form almost like of course people are going to mm-hmm. like it and it's to the it's to the point where people like me who like missed it like people my age who missed it the first time around are getting to play it and realizing like wow like the story holds up really well yeah but like yeah you know we can we can move on to our our third story we already talked a lot about that um and this uh we have a lot of sega news i know we discussed a little bit about sega last time because they joined e3 i don't know if you saw this adam but they have said that they want to release a quote super game in the next five years adam what do you think a super game is i don't know i i think what they're thinking is they want to release like a new ip that yeah. puts them back on the map you know what i'm saying because because right now they've kind of fallen into just doing like sonic games yakuza games and then i think they have a soccer franchise that they do and persona don't forget about persona man you always well that's that that's not them they don't make those games well they just publish they own the studio and publish them Mm -hmm. yeah but that's not like like atlas has like full creative control over everything they do sega just like all right all right um but I, I'm talking like mainline, like Sega's Japanese studio. Um, they they, they kind of fell into that um, Yakuza, Sonic, and they have a soccer game, um, which I'll have varying reviews. Like Sonic has not been killing it. Yakuza's been killing it. 
um, especially in Japan. Um, but I, I, I think they want to, because um, we're going to talk about this in a sec. Is they, Wait, they, they, had they a, don't release a soccer game. That's Konami. Uh, um, so really, in all honesty, it pretty much is just like um, Sonic, Yakuza, and then like Fantasy Star Online. Mm-hmm. Which they haven't done Fantasy Star Online since <laughs> like 2000. Um, but now, as we talked about, they plan on doing that again as well as they have all these other old series. Like the, their last console, the Dreamcast, they had so many new great ideas uh, like Space Channel 5, Crazy Taxi, Jet Set Radio. Um, they had all these IPs that they were making, like on, on the scale of like, you know, Nintendo or Sony, they have all these characters and stuff. And now that they've stopped developing consoles and they've stopped really selling a lot of um, games, that's, I don't know. Like it, it's kind of sad. These used to be some of my favorite games. Um, so I I think since especially they've been talking about reviving old series that they want to do something new and put care into it to put them back on the map. I don't know what they what what it actually is, but when yeah. I when I hear that, I I think they just <laughs> they want people to care about like Sega games again. Yeah, so in in the in the article that I'm reading, I'm, I'm on PC Gamer. Um, they say it is gonna going to be a new IP, um, and it's they don't expect it to be super profitable at first because it's a new IP, but um, they hope that it just like will grow massively over time. Um, predicting what that's gonna be is you know pretty much not possible. They also talked about they're releasing a new FPS. Uh, first-person shooter for all you uh, uh, non-first-person shooter players out there. Um, so th- that'll, that'll be a little interesting. And then, like you said, they're looking at either remastering, remaking, or rebooting some of their old series, such as Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio, uh, along with others, which which could be cool. I just wonder what, what those games would look like. Um, but also, I thought this was kind of interesting, that Sonic had sold four... 0.4 million copies of games in t- 2020 without a new entry, which I I think the last games the last Sonic game to come out was like what 2016. No, <laughs> um, Sonic Forces came out like 2019. I thought those came out in the same year. It's a it, that came out uh, in 2017. 2017. Yeah. So regardless, it's been a few years since. Uh, Sonic game has come out, but they're still selling, you know, pretty well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, do you expect to see a new Sonic game at E3? Yes, I do. Especially because they've been teasing that it's going to be tied to um, his anniversary. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree. I wonder if the the Sonic the Hedgehog movie had anything to do with like sales. It'd be interesting to see what like their twenty. 19 and 2018 sales were to see like Maybe. how it how the movie I'd, affected it i'd imagine it's comparable um not you know super comparable to like nintendo on this example but say like nintendo were to go a year without releasing a single mario game it's like he, he'd still probably be like one of the best selling video game franchises of like that year you know yeah, that, that's true. I but uh, once again though, like like you said, comparing Mario to Sonic isn't quite probably fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for the actual uh, for the actual numbers. It's yeah, so but I see like Sonic is like a super recognizable character. Along yeah, with he Mario. he's definitely past that that threshold where you can have kind of these evergreen titles. Mm-hmm. 
It, I I think I'm hoping at E3 we get a new Sonic and also a new trailer for the movie. I feel like that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could probably drop a new trailer during the time frame of E3. I don't know how far along in development they are. I think they only started in like April. And if it's all CGI and stuff, I don't know if they how far along they'd be in terms of having a trailer ready. What if they what if they release Sonic 2 and it's like the like the Sonic they were like originally the, the original design? Yeah. That that'd be kind of I can't believe they almost did that, dude. That was crazy. <laughs> He's so cute like on his own. Like why do they have to make him like a like look like he lived in like a trailer park or something. He looked like a fucking hobbit. Yeah, it was it was really bad. Um, but we can move on to some PlayStation news. Um, it just came out the other day. I believe it was Herman Holtz. So he's the PlayStation Studio lead. Said that Sony is releasing, or they have twenty five PlayStation games under its PlayStation Studios brand in development, and nearly half of them will not be sequels or spin-offs. They will be uh, new IPs. Uh, part of me wonders like what this exactly includes. If like mm-hmm. because obviously they're first party titles titles, so like Horizon 2, Ratchet and Clank, God of War 2, and like Gran Turismo, those like obviously count. Yeah. But does a game like Kena Bridge of Spirits count? Because it's exclusive to the PlayStation and coming out on PC at the same time. But they're funding it, so like, I I don't know exactly how that works out. But does this excite you at all? Because I feel like a lot of people have been giving Sony some Sony some crap because they've been kind of silent. Um, would if you were say a PlayStation fanboy, would this alleviate some of your concerns? Yeah, it would. Like if I were to hear um, this on the Nintendo side, you know they're kind of quiet right now. But if someone were to say like, hey, like I mean this might be kind of obvious because they're like a big you know a studio with a bunch of people underneath them um they're working on like a lot of games it'd be kind of reassuring yeah I'm, uh, as you call me like a, a sony pony um mm-hmm. this excites me um it's i like like you said it's not too surprising like 25 games in development isn't nearly as you know precise language as you'd think it's like that could mean like 25 games in development um, and if we were to like really sit down and think about it, we could probably come up with like close to twenty of them, mm-hmm. because like of course we're gonna get a Ghost of Tsushima sequel. Um, yeah. We have that. We have the Jade Raymond Studio, who's uh, she's who's making a game. I would imagine that that counts. You have the multiplayer thing that we had talked about a, a little bit ago. That of course counts. You have Spider Man Two. So like just and that's just a few other studios and you have whatever Naughty Dog's doing as well along with like the Last of Us remake. Mm-hmm. So just between like the four games we already know and those like six or seven that I listed off, we're already up to almost half way through. And if we like mm-hmm. really sat down and so, racked our brains, did this specify unannounced games? No, it didn't specify anything. <laughs> so it could include like Ratchet and Clank. Like that's still probably in a little bit of development. Uh, I think it. I, I'm like, just counting <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, I'm counting those games as well because, like, even though Ratchet and Clank has, like, they've started printing it onto discs and everything, like, yeah. they're still working on it. And there's going to be, like, a day zero patch ready for it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there's, like, we could sit down and definitely name, like, 20 or probably, probably, like, 15 or 16 of them. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the rest would be new IPs that we have, like, no idea what they pop, like, 
but you you can't possibly guess it other than just go based off rumors. Mm-hmm. Um, but in other PlayStation news, they finally have shown off their new con- the different colored controllers that are coming out in I believe June, if I remember correctly. Uh, those are Midnight Black and Cosmic Red. How do you feel about these, Adam? I know you're not going to pick one up, but how do you feel about the colors? They look cool, and it's cool knowing that there's options for controllers. There's always kind of that limbo when a console releases, um, mm-hmm. where you're like, is this kind of it in terms of designs and stuff? Do you remember like all the like Nintendo 64 and GameCube? Um, like They had all these different colors and designs and stuff. I, I don't remember that, no. Oh. Well, they did, and it was cool. Yeah, it's it's just like right now, I feel like the PlayStation Five design is really um, polarizing. You either like hate it or you love it. There's very few mm-hmm. people in the middle. Um, I, I maybe that's not true. I feel like I feel like not a whole lot of people love it. There's a lot of people who are probably just indifferent towards it, kind of like how I am. Like yeah. I don't hate it. I kind of like how they went for something different. And if it wasn't white, I think I like it a lot more. Yeah, and if I had like options for colors when I bought one, I would have felt a little better about the actual design itself. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, at some point, they release different like side plates for it. Because mm-hmm. if not, you know, I'm gonna be real. I'm probably gonna take those off and like paint them because I'm not a big fan of the white, and I also don't like the white controller because. Uh, you notice this with Wii and Xbox 360 controllers that they get kind of dirty, or at mm. least they show up. It uh, shows up a lot easier on white, obviously. Yeah, you know you're having a hardcore game session eating your Doritos, and it just gets all over the controller. So, which of these two controllers are you, are you vibing with more? Like, if you were to get one, which one would you get? Mm, I liked the red one a lot. Yeah, the red was pretty cool. Uh, what color? like uh, are you looking forward to because i'm sure they're going to do just about everything you can think of i don't know i'm i actually like the look of the white controller a lot um mm-hmm. like if i was going to get another one i might get another white for now um yeah i don't know maybe just a black nothing too flashy or crazy see i like getting the like a, a controller that's just like a lot different Mm-hmm. So, um, for the PlayStation Four, I have I had like the the black one, obviously the one that just came with it, and then I had a Rolls Gold one, which I then traded for like an old school like play, like classic looking PlayStation One controller that was like gray with colored buttons, mm-hmm. which is like uh, that's like my favorite controller I've ever had. I like having like unique controllers, so I want to I want to get something that like a lot of other people wouldn't get. So I feel like something like black and this cosmic red and when a blue comes out are going to be like super popular mm-hmm. so i'd be looking for something like like some like metallic purple or something like that yeah which i mean obviously there's still going to be like millions of people who <laughs> have that controller but it's not going to be as popular as like the black and the red and purple is like my favorite color so yeah um, that's what i'd be looking for but we can move on to our next news story which is uh, just some more Nintendo news, some Nintendo rumors, and I, you know, I'm gonna let Adam take it away because he he put this in there. He keeps up with the Nintendo rumors. Mm-hmm. So we you don't we don't normally talk about uh, rumors, but a hot topic in our podcast is a Super Mario Odyssey two. And I know Matt, especially as he's bring, he's bring he's bringing it up, he's telling me Adam, when is it gonna come out? I was like, Dude, I don't make the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Now the new rumor is that the team that made Mario Odyssey has been working on a Donkey Kong game. Now, if this were true, Matt, would you be disappointed that we're not getting a Mario Odyssey 2 anytime soon? Well, I would be disappointed, but like, I'd be more disappointed if like we weren't getting anything from that studio instead. Like in the mm-hmm. meantime, I guess I should say. So the yeah. fact that we're getting a Donkey Kong game made by the people who made one of my favorite games of all time, like that's not disappointing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just really looking forward to it, like an Odyssey 2. And all honestly, hearing this, um, if this turns out to be true, would lead me to believe that they aren't going to make an Odyssey 2. Yeah. Because it, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't seem like, number one, they do sequels to 3D Mario games very often, Galaxy being the exception. And mm-hmm. if they do do it, it's on, like, the same console. Like, both of those yeah. were on the Wii. Yeah, correct. The only time this happened is with Galaxy. So, if they're releasing a Donkey Kong game and it gets announced at this E3 to come out sometime next year, we probably wouldn't see an, an Odyssey 2 until, you know, and this might be even pushing it a little bit, 2025 at, like, mm-hmm. the earliest. And even that, that's only a three-year development cycle. So that that's that's pushing it as well, considering... If the, once again, if this is true, and if it were to come out next year, it would be five years between Odyssey and whatever this Donkey Kong game is. So expecting to come out them to come out with an Odyssey two in three years, probably not super likely. Um, and then in in three years time, or around two thousand twenty five, that's probably when we're gonna either one have a new Nintendo console, or there's at least gonna be talks of it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I, I guess, and I, I just, you know, I know you and I have talked about this off, um, um, like off recording, but what's the studio up to that's making um, the, that made the old Donkey Kong games? Uh, Metroid Prime 4. So would, would these Odyssey developers like continue off of those really popular Donkey Kong games or do you think they'd be doing their own thing? I think that they would do their own thing instead of doing a, um, another Donkey Kong Country game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd imagine they'd want to do something like 3D um, instead of like 2D. Yeah. Um, which is exciting, like just to see something new with Donkey Kong, which surprisingly is a character that <laughs> it doesn't have a whole lot of games come out. Yeah, it's like one of their one of their more popular characters that has like only really ever been like. A sidekick in a game. I mean, mm-hmm. not a side like an enemy, basically. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really get the main role a whole lot. But when he does, it seems like people really vibe with the games. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's it's kind of cool and kind of promising. Yeah, I, I guess we'll have to see. But um, you can take it away with the next one too. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't really a rumor. It's um something that. A developer said that led into a rumor. Um, so, How Laboratories, which is the studio that makes the Kirby games, said that they're planning the next stage of Kirby, um, and they want to reinvent the series. They feel like the last game that came out was kind of like the pinnacle of like uh, what the old gameplay style was. Uh, they, they, it seems like they don't think they can really push that anymore to really have any new ideas so they're looking to kind of reinvent 
the the Kirby series. Um, I know you haven't played any Kirby game. Um, uh, I played that one with you. Which one? Dream Course? The one that has like six games in it or whatever? Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, Superstar. Um, yeah. So, do people have been wanting like a 3D Kirby game? Because, you know, all those games are 2D side-scrollers. People want a, a 3D Kirby game where you just walk around. You know, I've, I told you this just when we saw each other like last weekend. And the more I think about it, the more I kind of agree with it that these AAA developers should, you know, stop making 2D games and just leave it to the side scrollers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the best, pretty much the best 2D games have come out from indie developers within the last five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, let them handle it because they're doing a, a very good job. And, you know, if I'm going to pay $60 for a game, I'd prefer it to not be a 2D side-scroller. But if it's cases. really good, then you get 60 uh, hours out of it, yeah. like Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. And, and you know, that those are the exception. You know, I'm not saying that, that there aren't good ones. But, I mean, think about, you spent $60 on that, you got 60 hours out of it. How much did you get into Hollow Knight in Cuphead, which combined you only paid 40 bucks for. And you'd probably mm-hmm. say both of those games are better. Yeah. You know, that, and, and like mm-hmm. I said, I'm not saying they make, you know, there aren't good 2D AAA games. Because there are. There certainly are. There's really good ones. But with all the money and resources, I feel like 3D games, you know, mm-hmm. are the way to go. And I, I still think there's a place for 2D games. I just think the indies, the in- independent studios are doing it better right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. But we can move on to our sixth story, which is Starfield, the Bethesda game, has been heavily rumored to be Microsoft exclusive. How does, I mean, does that really surprise you, Adam? Probably not. No, I mean, we were going to see it at some point. Um, and I don't think, what, was this game previously announced to be on PlayStation? Like so when they wasn't, first announced the game? It wasn't like, they didn't like, I don't think they said like what it was coming to, but it was mm-hmm. announced like three or four years ago, maybe even five years ago. And it was just like a CGI trailer, like yeah. a one minute thing. And it was just like a Bethesda game. So everyone just assumed like it's coming to everything. Yeah. Which but, I like, mean, could obviously the plan yeah. to begin with, or I mean, maybe yeah. they originally planned this to be Microsoft exclusive. Um, just kind of, kind of stuff like that. Like, I think we already knew. Like, if if they previously said it was coming to PlayStation, you're still probably safe. But I think past that, it would, they were going to start phasing towards Microsoft only. Yeah, and the, I think everyone was just kind of holding out hope. You know, I don't think anyone truly thought that Bethesda games were really going to like even like continue to come on PlayStation. Like maybe initially, the thing that I was thinking, and I'm not saying I I I believe this was going to happen. But the reason I thought there was a chance of Starfield coming to PlayStation was because they've had five year five years of development where they've had been designing it for PlayStation, presumably. Like we don't obviously know, but until they got purchased by Microsoft, presumably they were making it for every console. So like why if you're gonna, you know, why waste the the time the money and the resources and just like have it go to waste? Yeah. When like the, all that money would be going to Microsoft anyways, but then again, they didn't spend half billion dollars on Bethesda to have games go to PlayStation. 
Mm-hmm. So it's not super surprising to me. I'm I'm excited to see it. Um, I, I'm not 100% sure how I'm going to play it yet because I really do want to play it um, because uh, Bethesda games are good and I like space stuff. But um, there's also rumors of it being that it's going to be released either this holiday or early next year. I'm hearing more that it's going to be early next year from the people I follow on Twitter. Um, hopefully we get a first look at it this E3. Um, I, I was wondering if it was going to be released because imagine the holiday if Halo Infinite and Starfield came out. That'd be mm-hmm. like crazy. That's like two heavy hitters right there. And it, and it's it's different with Game Pass as well because they're not really competing against each other. They're just like like you know going to the service anyways. Mm-hmm. So you either you either <laughs> play them or you or you don't have Game Pass and you don't. So um, yeah. I but I fully expect to see this game at E3. Yeah, if, if it's coming out, like obviously if it's coming out this holiday, then for sure. And even if it's coming out early next year, if those rumors mm-hmm. are true. Now, then... do we know yet if Bethesda's having their own showcase mm-hmm. or are they going to be a part no. of Xboxes? As of recording this, we don't know. Um, it, it, I feel like it'd be just like a cram show to like considering Bethesda and Microsoft used to have the, or their own like showcase like their own hour presentation you know yeah that's um, what i'm thinking it, like it this would be kind of i, I want to say the first time we've really seen something like this like a subsidiary really have their own separate but it, you know um for many years bethesda has had like full shows <laughs> of just their own games that they develop and publish so yeah i i, I wonder like from the business standpoint like if like how does how, like how would that work out with like because presumably Bethesda's also and and Microsoft are going to want to show off like Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo even though they're not coming to Xbox right away because they're still going to PC and they still want to sell that game but I feel like that would look kind of weird in like the Xbox showcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's part, true too. Part of me wonders if they're just going to do like for the next until those games come out so probably i would imagine that would be the next two years i I forget the exact release date for ghostwire tokyo if they'll just keep them separate until those games are out i imagine at some point like xbox is gonna want people because like hardcore or like casual people like who play video games might not even like fully understand like what the bethesda purchase really meant Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so at some point, I think they're going to want to do it. I just wonder, like, will E3 let them have, like, a two-hour conference, or are they going to have to shove everything into two hours? Or will Xbox eventually, like, break away from E3 and do their own thing during that time, kind of like what what we're going to see, what we're seeing Sony do? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It'll, it'll be just interesting to see what happens this year and then, like, in the, in the next few years to come. Hopefully we get a... Um, like, a schedule here pretty soon. I guess typically the schedule would have been out, like, months ago. Yeah, but you know, with everything going on, it'll it'll be fun. We we did the we we did the math, and I believe June eighth is gonna be our E three prediction show. So hopefully, we have a schedule by then, and we can go <laughs> down the list of what we think is gonna be announced for the ma- major publishers. But um, let's move on to our seventh story, and th- these next two are gonna be pretty quick. But um, Ubisoft is reportedly going to be developing more free to play games, but that doesn't mean less single player experiences. Adam, how do you feel about this whole free-to-play thing be- becoming more and more popular? It seems like, you know, free-to-play games are the way that a lot of these companies think they're going to make the most money. I think it's kind of stupid, 
because I, <laughs> to be blunt about it, but I really think like a game can be free to play, but it's gonna. I feel like the um, the content and the gameplay of the game is always gonna take a backseat to just microtransactions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like, sure, I could get sixty hours out of a free to play game and probably spend less than sixty dollars on like the little things that I want to make the game fun. But it just it feel it just still feels kind of scummy. Where, um, you know, now Ubisoft is like, you, let, let's make more of these because people can kind of fall into the trap and we can just make money off of people. Mm-hmm. I think there's a good way to do it and a bad way to do it. And I think, you know, hate to say it, but Fortnite does it the right way, whereas their microtransactions are simply cosmetic and then they sell the battle pass, which provides people with like different challenges to do. And things like that. If if they want to, like you don't need to buy the battle pass either. Mm-hmm. I think that's the right way to do it. However, something like Call of Duty, for example, I know it's not free to play, but when they had like the loot boxes where they had like different variant of weapons that had like certain advantages, kind of is just gambling. You know, mm-hmm. like you're gonna put all this money into it trying to get this weapon that like has rapid fire or like does a point more of damage. Um, and then never get it because it's super rare to get and they're just like taking money off of you that's like a bad way to do microtransactions but i think like i'm okay with free-to-play games even though they not might not speak to me very well Mm -hmm. but like just have it be like cosmetic things or like challenge things to where you can still enjoy the game in like a fair way without putting money into it because if if you have to put money into it it's really not free to play yeah yeah, but then how do you feel about something like um, Fall Guys? That was, um, it wasn't free to play. Like, you had to pay money to buy the game. But then there was, um, like, cosmetic stuff that you could do with microtransactions. Like, something like that. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that, too. Like, I, I got that game free on PlayStation Plus. But, like, even, like, a, a $20 purchase for a game where... Like you can buy things that they don't give you an advantage. They give you cosmetics. You can still enjoy the game just as well as anyone else who is putting money into it. Just have their character look a certain way. I personally don't understand spending money on that type of thing, but like to each their own. So I don't have a problem with that either. It's things like Call of Duty where you have to like you put money into it to get like a like a better version of a gun or it happens with the sports games all the time, which is crazy that I can't believe those are still even $60 games, but like in FIFA, you spend money on like virtual currency. So you can buy card packs for players that are like, like highly rated that like you, you open it and you're like, you're, you're hoping basically to get a highly rated player. At that point, it's just pay to win, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So um, and once again, I, the two examples I've provided weren't even free to play games. That's just microtransactions, <laughs> microtransactions in general. Yeah. Um, but like, like uh, free to play games are all right. Like CS:GO is fun. I like CS:GO, even though when I had it, I had to pay for it. But now it's free to play. And like mm-hmm. Fortnite's cool. Apex, as far as I can remember, doesn't have those type of microtransactions. If I'm wrong, obviously correct me. Um, but yeah. Uh, uh, it's all right. Like I, I don't. I'm not really a fan of Ubisoft anyway, so I don't really yeah, care. Yeah, me neither. Um, but our last story. Oh, fitting! It's our eighth story. Uh, Resident Evil Village is doing very well. <laughs> um, mm. not not surprising. Do you? Are you potentially going to get this game? I know you're a little bit wary about the price. 
but I'm I'm interested, but I feel like I haven't played any other Resident Evil first, and I should probably play like seven or four, um, which are supposed to be like really good games that I also have access to right now for free. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm fairly certain, and like obviously correct me if I'm wrong, and like do your research before you do it. But I think seven is like the first story of like like eight is a continuation of seven and like seven was the beginning of like a new story eight also connects to like the older story too but you don't like need to play those i don't i don't know i haven't looked into it much i know um that there are some characters from the older resident evil games that are in village so it kind of connects seven with the others okay gotcha i'm i'm not gonna get this game like the uh, i have no interest in playing a horror game i get too scared really yeah (laughs) (laughs) i've heard this game isn't that scary it's more action yeah i've i've heard like good things from like just normal like normal people but then like reviewers i have i've heard that this game's kind of a letdown Uh. but i mean you know take that for what you will as long as you enjoy it, it doesn't really matter what reviewers think. But do you have anything else to add before we end off today's show? I do not. All right, guys. All right, gamers. We're going to end it there, and we'll catch you guys on Sunday for a matinee. And if you don't listen to those, you should. But if you still don't want to after that, pitch. Um, we'll see you Tuesday for another gaming show. Peace out. See ya.